Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest this week is Mari Tejada, the Regional Director for Latin America at the U.S. Grains Council. Uh, let's start first and talk a little bit about uh, what you do with the U.S. Grains Council and working for Latin America for the U.S. Grains Council, how that benefits farmers here in the U.S. The U.S. Grains Council's mission is to develop markets, enable trade, and improve lives. So in that regard, um, in Latin America, um, for example, what we do is we work with markets where uh, there's possibility for the commodities that we represent, whether they are currently using that commodity or not. So we would develop that market. So for example, in Ecuador, they are where they have uh, an ethanol blend policy, but are only using domestically produced ethanol. We're working to build the demand where, where we can help work together with the domestic producers and they can import their, the, the needs that they have to fulfill the entire demand. So we call that market development. And then we also work with the governments um, within, the, within the country, again, using Ecuador as the example, um, trying to make sure that all of the laws and regulations are uh, allowing the free flow of our, of our goods to come into the country and then uh, improving lives. And you know, going back to the Minnesota, um, our Minnesota uh, partners where, where we feel like we are representing the, the uh, exports of our commodities and helping out the stimulation of our economy, especially in Minnesota, and uh, improving the lives of the people that we are representing, but also improving the lives of the Ecuadorians um, as they have access to um, a fuel supply, a higher quality fuel supply, a higher um, uh, blending capacities, and ultimately alleviating their country from, from fiscal costs due to their gasoline subsidies. Mari, you're hosting a, a trade mission and, and coordinating a visit, a visit with the Ecuadorian government uh, officials, as well as representatives from the, the biofuels industry into the U.S. Talk to me a little bit about uh, the goal of the mission and uh, ultimately the goal of the U.S. Grains Council for Ecuador and, and, and as they see uh, really uh, Minnesota and farmers in the state and, and corn production and ethanol production as well. You know, we've been working in Ecuador specifically for ethanol for the last two or three years. And in early 2019, um, we had we identified an opportunity for ethanol to help the Ecuadorian government alleviate the fiscal costs of gasoline subsidies that they were providing in the country. And at the same time, helping to improve the refining margin of the national oil company, which is named Petro Ecuador. Um, and, you know, in order to seize this opportunity, we began working with strategic stakeholders within the government and the private sector in order to propose an increase of their very small blend rate, which was 5%. Um, and, you know, it was 5%, uh, but really they were uh, blending around 3.8% given the capacity that they have to domestically produce ethanol, and we are promoting a 10% or higher blend rate. So, um, 
you know, why is that significant for us? Of course, Ecuador is the fourth largest gasoline market in, in Latin America, which represents a 1.2 billion gallons per year. And, um, and, you know, if you take very, very basic math, uh, that at a 10% blending rate, you could, you could calculate 124 million gallon uh, ethanol demand um, with the capacity limitations of the domestic production uh, that could translate into uh, about a 96 or 100 million gallon import market potential. So we find that very exciting opportunity. Uh, of course, it's it's not as big as some of our other um, markets around the world. We we recognize that, but 100 million gallons is is quite is is still a, a very good um, opportunity if you think about the you know, maybe that's an entire production of, of one of our ethanol plants in, in, in Minnesota, for example. Um, so we're trying to develop that market. How important is it also for the ethanol industry? I know we talk about other uh, aspects of agriculture, diversifying markets and trade markets. Uh, is that the same kind of situation on the ethanol side of things? Um, when we think about demand and making sure not all of our, we're not basically putting all of our eggs in one basket? You know, going off of that question, um, we've had some very unfortunate incidences happen in Latin America where we have done the work to open a market and then um, and then we, we are subject to unfair uh, litigation processes like a countervailing duties case or subsidy cases um, in which the domestic industry is fighting against us. And then we ultimately get blocked out of that market, whether temporarily um, or, you know, more long term. Um, so what we're trying to do in Ecuador uh, is taking those lessons and experiences is really trying to work together with the domestic industry so that we can increase the pie. Uh, we're not trying to come in and, and, and take over the Ecuadorian market and take over the, the, the um, you know, the jobs and the, and the, um, economics that are that that, uh, that come come along with the with the domestic production there, but rather work together to, as I mentioned, they're currently fulfilling about three percent blend mandate where they could be ten percent or higher. Um, so we can work together. There, there's enough there's enough market here for both industries, and we don't need to fight against each other. Um, so, so you know, in terms of developing, um, back to your question, in terms of diversifying, I would say that this is a really unique team and and a, a new approach for us to try to work together with with what could be considered as an adver adversary, and we're trying to create allies. Last fall, uh, there was a memorandum of understanding. Uh, signed with Ecuador Ecuador in terms of uh, ethanol. Is this all part of this framework uh, for future development and collaboration in that market? Exactly. Yep. And so we signed we signed two separate um, memorandum of memorandums of understanding with Ecuador. The first one we signed with uh, with the National Association of uh, Sugar Ethanol Producers. So again, there there we're trying to partner with what could be considered as an adversary, but work together to expand uh, the, the demand to build the, to create additional demand for the product and work together to make sure that uh, that the that the, the domestic um, the domestic uh, supply is used and there also at the same time is a pathway for for imported products. 
And the other MOU that we had signed was with the Petro Ecuador, which is the national oil company and the Ministry of Energy. So that's a three a three way um, signatory working together to identify some of the logistic constraints that they have um, and uh, infrastructure constraints and and trying to work together to find solutions to some of those internal uh, logistic problems. Mari, anything else you want to touch on on the uh, importance of developing uh, ethanol use in Ecuador and Latin America and how that impacts uh, farmers here in the United States? I think what we're doing is really important. You know, I'm, I'm from a, a farm in, in, in southwest Minnesota um, and, you know, farming and agriculture is, has been in my family for many generations and still many members of my family are farming corn and soybeans. Um, in that part of the world, and so I, I think what we're what we're trying to do um, with the support of our members, like Minnesota corn growers, is to really continue to fight for our farmers um, and create market opportunities and make sure that there's a stable farm price at at, at the farm gate. Mari, thank you so much for your time. Anything else? Well, I really appreciate the time. Um, I'm very excited to bring this team uh, of Ecuadorians to Minnesota, um, show them, you know, the, the whole supply chain of, of, of how, how we produce ethanol, um, show them the quality standards that we follow, the export facilities that we have, um, and, you know, really so that they can have a full picture of, of, the, of the capacity that the United States has. Um, so when they go back to their home country, they can use the, use the experiences that they, that they have, that they've seen, but also to work, to continue to work together with, uh, with us in a partnership level and make sure that the, um, that the policies that they have in place in Ecuador will allow us to, to capture some market share in that market. To learn more about this and other projects supported by the Minnesota Corn Growers, visit mncorn.org.